0: And you came around Praise. Come on, give him praise tonight. And yeah. <clears throat> sing
1: that one verse one more time because it's the story of every person in this place. Sing it with me. I searched the world. We've all done it. Cause I searched the
0: world, but it couldn't fail me. In man's empty praise treasures that fade are never enough And you came along And you put me back
2: together
0: And every desire is now satisfied Here in your love
1: Thank you, Lord, for your love It's freed freedoms.
2: Oh,
0: we thank you for his love. Give him praise tonight with our worship. How could I be sure? I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these song as I often do. Every song must stay, but you never do. So I- And I know I'm not murdered, but I'm nothing else fed for a king, except for a heart singing. High. Worship him and say, So oh, come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me.
3: Padre Nuestro, Padre Nuestro, te adoramos. Heavenly Father, we just worship you today. We lift up a hallelujah, which is a simple phrase like that song just said. But it's a word that means so many things to so many people in this place right now. Heavenly Father, te traigo una aleluya porque tú lo mereces. You are worthy in this place you and worship you. We are so humbled and so overjoyed to be in this place where your spirit overflows, where your spirit is just palpable. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for renewing, restoring our heart, minds, and soul to know that you are God, that you are Savior, that you are here, that you save, restore, heal, and bring joy to us on a daily basis. Heavenly Father, there is all kinds of news that we are being hit with right now, the Hawaiian islands are on fire and we pray for those people that are being affected by the fire and for such a beautiful place that you have created Heavenly Father that you would just restore and renew that place that you would keep the people safe and that you would bring comfort and joy to those that have lost their loved ones in that place that you would give the firefighters protection and knowledge to know how to handle that there's so many other things happening across our nations we hear of crazy stories from the big cities. Heavenly Father, we pray for violence across this nation, that you would just bring a spirit of peace across this nation, a spirit of forgiveness, a spirit of healing. If there is any, any, anyone who can bring peace to this nation, it's not our politicians. It's not some new program, Heavenly Father. We know and we declare that it is only you and in Jesus' name can there be peace in this nation. Heavenly Father, there are people in this place with grief because they've lost a loved one or grief because someone is ill. They've been given terrible news. I pray for your comfort on them. I pray for for your grace and for your restoration. Thank you, Lord, for all the things we do and for all the things that you have done. One last thing, Lord, I pray for our children that are going back to school, that you would just be with them, guide them, comfort them, protect them as they go to school, as they face that battle. Because they need your protection. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, and for all that you will don't do come on in Jesus' name. Don't you get shy once you lift up your
0: hands. Wake up so you got Get up and pray. Get up and the Lord. So I come on, so I so I go on my head. Praise you again and again. it's not much here. and I'm knowing I'm I'm nothing else fit for a king for
1: that comes with it, Lord, the reassurance of who we are, but more so, Lord, of who you are, not only who we are, but whose we are, Lord, we are yours. Thank you for that peace, Lord. We breathe easy, Lord, being in your presence. Let us never leave from it, Jesus, in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hey church, what a wonderful time of worship, and why don't we greet one another? Church, amen.
0: Hallelujah,
1: hallelujah, hallelujah. Church, we want to welcome you into the house of God tonight, amen? Amen. The Lord is present among us, amen? That's right. I love that we can recognize that the Lord is here all the time. It's up to us to enter into His presence, right? To take away all of the distractions and take away all of the noise. And we go, Lord, it's all about you yes Lord. jesus it's all about you hey church uh before we get uh, started with some announcements i just want to remind young people youth you may be dismissed uh, young people you may be dismissed i know we um we kind of sh- we, we put up that graphic but i want to make sure that all our young people are dismissed now uh into their class pastor chuck god bless you my brother Church, my name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings, and it is my joy and my honor and my privilege to serve you here at church.
4: Amen. And my name is Chris Camarasa. Uh, I work uh, primarily with the youth. I'm a volunteer, and, um, I, man, I love being with you guys, man. It was, a, it was an amazing night of worship, man. It, was an, it was Amen.
1: Amazing. Hey, church, we want to catch you up on a couple of things. You know, church, it, it's so important um, in, in the life of the church— The way you guys are involved, the way you guys worship, man, what a beautiful, joyful, and I mean this wholeheartedly. I'm not even trying to be funny about it, man. What a beautiful noise that you and I make, right? This beautiful worship that you and I make unto the Lord, and it just, he rejoices every time you and I sing like that, amen, with our hearts just completely full of gratitude. That's right. Church, another way that we want to talk to you about how we do that, besides just walking through those doors and being with us here. Church, we want to talk to you about getting involved and how you can volunteer. Church, right now our our ministry, New Beginnings Church, as you know, is so involved in so many areas that we we are in need of volunteers, Church. And we want to talk to you about how to get involved. I mean we when you come in on Wednesday nights, you know, we, we touched a little bit on this on Sunday, but you know, like NB Kids. And be kids who needs our help right now desperately, right? We have Desperate our teachers that are serving in there on Wednesdays and on Sundays, right? The same That's teachers right. that are serving on Wednesdays and on Sundays. And they have a heart and passion for the young people, right? Uh, they have a heart and, and, a, and a passion for the, young, for the young children. However, we would love for them to also be in this room because they want to experience what you and I experience tonight, mm-hmm. right? Something so special like that moment of worship where maybe Sister Jessica Ramirez... Can't always do that, her or some of her staff. And wouldn't that be awesome just to relieve them and help them from time to time? That's right. That would be awesome. That's right. And if you want to get involved in those ministries and so many others, like Chris, tell us a couple of other ministries that you that just kind of pop into your head that say, hey, we need some help
4: desperately. You know what, guys? Um, I'm just going to kind of steal his for a second. Um, really, really quick stat. There is, in children's, they serve 130 children every single week, and that's to the glory of God, mm-hmm. but man, we want to relieve those, uh, people who are serving week in and week out. Um, another area is greeters. You see all these amazing greeters open the door for you and sit, do it with a smile that just wants me to, that makes me want to just continue on in my seat and interact with somebody. Right. There's also, um... There's, let's see, there's greeters, there's also ushers, we need ushers as well. Um, There's plenty of areas, and honestly, if you want to find out about all of them, you can always go back to the app. Um, I believe we had it up there, the QR code up there earlier, but guys, just to name a few, these are the other ones right there. Uh, We have musicians, we are in need of photography, we are in need of uh, people to do audio on prayer teams. There's a vast majority of needs in this church, and I believe we can fill it. I believe Amen. we can.
1: Amen. So, church, if if you have a passion, you say, you know what, maybe the Lord is maybe just tugging your heart, maybe trying to push you and say, you know what, you need to get involved. And you've always wondered, how do I get involved? Where do I fit? I have no idea where to fit. I'll tell you one thing, church. Mm-hmm. The volunteers that are serving, even like on the announcement team or on the drums or on the bass, on guitar, singing, audio teams, right? The, the people that run our audio, the slides, people that run our production team, youth, mm-hmm. we're talking greeters, security, mm-hmm. right? It's so important, security. All of these and others that I didn't even mention all said one thing, and they said yes. They said the word yes. Yes, They said, yes, I'll help. Just tell me where. And if you don't know where where you fit, we'll help you. We'll help you find those gifts. And you say, I have no gifts. I promise you, you have a gift. Definitely. I promise you, you have a gift that the Lord can use for his kingdom. I promise you, and I guarantee it. So church... I tell you, get involved. Scan that QR code that's behind me if you want to find out a little bit more about how you can serve, how you can sign up and figure out, hey, where do I fit in this picture? I know, I know. church, it's so fulfilling. And so, church, I wish I could tell you the stories. Uh, I wish we had the time to tell you the stories of the volunteers. And in the next few weeks, you're going to find out and you're going to listen and you're going to rather meet some of these people. I'm excited for right? That. Right, it's so exciting! To, I'm, I'm excited so excited about it, too. You're gonna to hear some of the testimonies how they got involved and how they figured out because it's not just it's one word, yes. yes, it's just yes. So, church, get involved, get involved, get involved. Scan the scan that QR code that's behind me, click on that link, and fill out that form. That says I want to get involved or volunteer at NBC, that's amen. Right. And we amen. thank you for that. Hey, speaking of volunteering, church there's a great opportunity for you to volunteer if you just kind of yeah. want to dip your toe in right now. Church, Friday we have this awesome outreach ministry yep. that is a food distribution. It's the one that we do once a month, right? And this is this is the one where we serve 12, anywhere between 12,000 and 15,000 pounds of food to this community every month. That's a and lot. And it takes almost an army. Right? Literally an army. an army.
4: Literally. Well, you know what? I believe that in New Beginnings Church, that army exists. That army for the kingdom of God exists. And guys, just like Pastor Mike was saying, "Eh, maybe you're not sure. Maybe you're hesitant to scan the QR code. That's fine. Go this Friday, 10 a.m. See how the Lord works. Don't just give the person the food. Walk with them. Pray with them. Show them what God is really about. Show them how God has touched you personally. And carry that on over to the next person who's in need. All oh, right. Amen. That's right. So church,
1: if you want to get involved, show up at 10 o'clock this Friday. If you have just like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe you're on your lunch break and you finish your, your chicken from across the way a little early, right? And you say, I got some hey, time. I got, right. some, I got a little bit of time. You know what? If it's 15, 20 minutes, that's fine. The food gets here at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So between 10 and 12, we're, we're putting all the baskets together. and we put it all together. And we're just honestly, it's just a bunch of fellowship along with work. 12 o'clock, the distribution begins. And that's where the ministry really begins for the community. Amen. Amen. So we want to invite you to be a part of it. So if you have some time this Friday at 10 a.m. Check in our front office and let them know, hey, I'm just here to help with food distribution. They'll point you in the right direction. But we need involvement, church. We need involvement. We need those boots on the ground. Amen. We make it happen here on Sundays and Wednesdays. And sometimes it's with one or two people. (laughs) But church, we need your help. Get involved. Get involved. Get involved. Amen? Amen. We couldn't do all of this, of course, without your obedience, church. And we thank you always for that. There's an awesome opportunity for you to scan this QR code as well behind me. So that that QR code is just where it's at. I'm telling you everything you need to do to to stay connected to us and figure out, hey, what kind of events New Beginnings has coming up? That's the QR code. That's right. You want to scan it. You want to follow along with the app and sermon notes? That's the one to do it. Maybe you want to sign up for the Sisterhood Movie Night or the Men's Retreat coming up, right? That's a QR code to do it, and we thank you because we couldn't do that without your obedience in the tithe, and we thank you for that. Absolutely. And if you have not had the opportunity to sign up or to get involved with the tithe and your offering, that would be a good way to do it. Or you can drop off your tithe at one of the tithing boxes, the entryways of this sanctuary.
4: Easy.
1: Amen? So go. we thank you, church, and with that, we turn it over to our senior pastor, Richard Amen. Mansfield, for the heat tonight. <laughs> Amen? <laughs>
5: Praise the Lord, everybody. It is good to have you in the house of God. And this past weekend, we had an amazing gathering uh, to celebrate uh, the ministry of Under His Construction, and they had their ninth annual fundraiser. Pastor Chris, come up here real quick. I just want you to... Some of you weren't here on Sunday, and he just wanted to give a big thank you for this past weekend. Wow,
6: wow, wow. This, This fundraiser... It was fun. Of course, we had a comedian that made it a little more funny, but um, we came together. Our theme this year is, we had two of them, was healed people, heal people, but we've also kind of started into this new theme of when we come together, and it's two hands coming together, you'll see it on the backs of our shirts, and it says, we get things done. And when a community comes together, United, we get things done. That's right. In our community, and you know, it was it was just a blast. We had uh, our our teams put together a charcuterie board that oh, was my goodness just amazing.
5: That whole table out there, it was it was amazing. Yeah. But guys, all of a sudden Monday morning, you guys show up to the thrift store, and uh, you guys are on cloud nine. You're not even walking on the ground, and right away the devil pulled you back down. And reminded you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's right. But the devil wants to take us down. What did you find when you got to the So my store? plan was I was going to take Monday off.
6: Um, the uh, The plan of my alarm company was that I would answer the alarm call to all of my windows being smashed out at the store on Central.
5: So um, and these are huge plate glass yeah. windows that are about eight hundred dollars a window. Okay?
6: And yet. We'll praise the Lord. Amen. And so those windows were replaced. They're back up today, and my wife will put a new window together this week that'll be phenomenal, and she'll use all, all of our teams. will come together and make it look beautiful. Guys, we can't do this without your support. Your prayers are, are coveted. And so, amen. thank you so much for thank your you. support. Pastor, thank you thank so much. Thank you, Pastor Chris. So, Father,
5: thank you for Under his Construction. Thank you for Frontline Resurrection Ministry. Thank you, Father God, for God's Warehouse, because they're yes. truly right on the front line. They're right in the middle of the battle. So, keep your covering over them and blessing them abundantly. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, man, in a few weeks, we're going to be having giving back to the community. And the theme is unity in the community. And it's going to be an amazing time. Uh, just like Pastor Chris just said, it's important that we stand united because uh, united we stand, divided we're stuck. We don't just fall, we're stuck. We don't advance. So man, it's going to be an amazing time. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. And I'm just excited. And Pastor Chuck told me that they're going to have Uh, We always have a car show, and at this time, there's going to be more cars and more motorcycles and all kinds of stuff, but this year, there's even a racing team. There's going to be race cars there, so I'm telling you, take your kids to take pictures, and it's just going to be a really awesome time, and if you haven't signed up to volunteer, just like Pastor Michael was saying, the importance of volunteering, we really are going to need you on that day, so it's going to be a lot of fun, so man, just keep praying for that event. Guys, I'm doing this series called 10 Values for Strong Families, and it's a series on the 10 Commandments. We're looking at 10 values, the values that God has given us. There's a lot more than 10 Commandments in the Bible, but these are the top 10, and under there, there's a whole bunch of uh, subcategories, but but it's really interesting because, because it's amazing how America thinks it's okay to lie, okay? We're... We're in the middle of a a transition. I don't know if you've noticed, politicians, they lie, they lie. I I don't know how to say it any other way. And you know what? America lies. There was a recent article in Time Magazine that said, the name of the article was Lie, Lie, Lie. And they said that 63% of all Americans say that it's okay to lie. 63%, that's over half of America. And it said that only 31% think that you should really tell the truth, to tell the truth at all times. And the guy that invented the polygraph machine said that people really think it's perfectly okay not to tell the truth. So what I want to talk about today is to tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you, God, to really be a people of integrity, people of honesty, people of our word. In the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, it says, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. The Lord is just supposed to tell the truth. In the good news version, I like what it says. It says, would you like to enjoy life? Do you want long life and happiness? then keep from speaking evil and from telling lies. Father, help us to really understand the importance of speaking the truth and teach us how to shift from being liars into truth speakers. I pray in Christ's name, amen. So let me me start off with this. Why people lie? Why do people lie? Well, there's a lot of reasons why people lie. There's a lot of different kind of lies. There's literally hundreds of lies. I'm just going to focus on five categories of lies. And, and, and this is a type of a lie. It's, it's, it's a cruel lie. You have the cruel lie. A cruel lie is a lie that's straight out intentional. It's a malicious, destructive lie. You are lying because you just want to hurt somebody. You want to get them. You want to get them by the juggler vein. You want to get them and choke the life out of them. You want to say a lie to hurt them, to make them look bad, to start a rumor about them, to speak some ill truth about them, so that before you know it, man, this person has lost their reputation, they've lost their integrity, and they have to work real hard to prove you wrong because you spread this malicious, vicious, intentional, destructive lie about them, whatever it might be, whether you can say, oh, man... Uh, the other day, you should have seen, I saw Pastor Richard, and he was vaping, and, and, and I saw Pastor Richard, he had a crack pipe in his mouth, and, and I saw Pastor Richard, he was getting all drunk, and, and that's an outright lie, yet some people, really? Really? And you just want to hurt someone's reputation and you want to hurt them and you want to come after them. And the motive behind it is usually straight up jealousy. Someone's jealous. When someone's jealous of you, they're going to start saying stuff about you. So just be aware of that. Sometimes they do it out of revenge. What do they say in Spanish? Me la vas a pagar. You're going to pay, man. You're going to pay. My goodness, what's wrong with you? Sometimes people come out with cruel lies because they're hurt. They've been hurt, so it's like, you know what? you hurt me? Just wait, man. You watch what I'm about to do because they're angry or they're hateful or they're resentful. And they just come out with a lie and it's a cruel lie, it's a destructive lie, it's, and it's motivated by all these horrible things. Then you have the cowardly lie okay the cowardly lie what a cowardly lie is is when you want to escape the consequences you don't want to man up you don't want to just say it straight out in other words someone goes hey man hey let's 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 go to the let's go to the movies and you don't like movies you don't do movies but you don't want to tell them like oh i don't like that movie or the, i don't really i don't really want to go to that restaurant or I don't want to go to your backyard party. or But you're too chicken to tell them straight out. I'd rather not go. So instead you go, no, you don't understand. It's just that what happens is, 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 you know what? All of a sudden I was walking and now I'm limping and I don't think I could go because I don't know what's wrong with my leg. And if I sit that long, it might affect me. But yet you're at the bingo plane all night long. <laughs> you, you, are, you, are you with me? People out of convenience say they're too chicken to tell you the truth. They want to escape the consequence. They don't want to go someplace. They don't want to come straight out and tell you. And so fear is what motivates that lie. It's fear, fear of, of them telling you the truth, fear that if they tell you the truth, you might not like them anymore, fear. So you end up lying, but you know what the Bible says? Your sin will find you out. And then your life finds you out, and then you're like, oh... Well, no, it's just I felt better. It was weird. You know, an hour later, my knee was fine, and I, I was, so I, I, it was too late to go to the movie, so I went with my friend over here. Like, man, come on. Man up and just tell the truth. And then you have the conceited lie. The conceited lie is where you lie to impress people, you want to impress them. Yes, uh, I, uh, you, you see this a lot when someone gets saved and then they start sharing their testimony, but they want to show how bad they were. Instead of just saying, I was messed up. I was messed up. Oh, I was so messed up, man. You know, you should have seen I was selling so many drugs. I had a lot of money in my pocket all the time. You should have seen all the stuff I had. You should Oh, shut up. You don't even have 10 cents to your name. Are you with me? And they're going around saying, oh, man, I I had women, I had cars, I had this, I had that. No, the devil had it for you. And when you came to Christ, the devil took it back and he kept it for himself. But you're trying to impress people. And the motivation behind that is you want to impress people. You are insecure with who you are, so you want to present yourself better than what you are. There was a guy that got hired at Notre Dame University, a very well-known university. And he was hired as a football coach. Now, they hired him because he was a phenomenal football coach. But on his resume, he wanted to really impress them. So he said, yes, I have. Not only do I have my college degree, but I have my master's, and I have my doctorate. And he listed all this stuff. Guess what? When they looked into it, he just finished high school. Now, they would have still hired him if he would have been honest, but they fired him because he lied. Because it was a conceited lie. I want to look better than what I am because I'm too insecure with who I am. So i got to promote myself as something that I'm not because I feel like I'm nothing yet. God has made you something. But people lie. Then you have the calculated lie. A calculated lie is used to manipulate people because of your greed. It's motivated out of greed or selfishness. You want something, so you end up maneuvering it in such a manner. You know what people do all the time? They go, hey, well, I I, I, I go to New Beginnings and, and I talked to Brother Richard about this. I talked to Pastor about this. And they didn't talk to me about this. And they might come to New Beginnings once a year. But that's my church. He's my pastor. And then they go, Pastor, didn't I talk to you? Well, yeah, we ran into each other at the grocery store, and you said hi. See, I, I talked to him. They stopped before I get to say how long we talked and where we talked and what we talked about. And they're manipulating things. It's very calculated. They want what they want, and they want to benefit from the lie they're going to say, and they want to benefit and take advantage of you because of that lie. And before you know it, they're telling this lie that's very well manipulating and calculating so that they could get what they want from you or people around them just to tell a lie. That's straight out a lie. There was somebody that asked me the other day. They go, hey, pastor, is this person on staff with you? I said, no, I don't even know that person. I go, if they come to church, they might come to church. I don't know every single person that comes here. There's a lot of people. But you know what? I know a lot of them. I know a lot of you by name and some of you by face. I know some of you by face this way and that way. No, no, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) <laughs> you're there you're with your mug shot you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing kind of sort of but really I yeah. am but look I, I don't know everybody so this guy had gone to this company trying to hustle them for some money and saying oh well I work for Pastor Mansfield don't you know him they go yeah we do know him they go, let me give them a call. No, 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 I'm on look. And they showed them their Facebook. Here's my Facebook works at New Beginnings Church. Well, you can put whatever you want on a Facebook. But that was a very calculated lie because they wanted a benefit because of their greediness and selfishness. And then you have the convenient lie. This is a convenient lie. This is when you're just, it's motivated by laziness. You're too lazy. So let's just say, for instance, you're in line at the grocery store. Somebody walks in, and they start ripping off a bunch of stuff. And then the police get there, and they go, uh, did you see anything? And you're like, oh, man, if I tell them yes, i got to have to give a police report. i got to give them an interview. i got to tell them everything I saw. So oof, forget yourself. No, nope, I didn't see anything, nope. It's out of your convenience that you don't want to tell the truth. It's out of your convenience you don't want to come forth. It might be at work. and say, hey, what happened? Oh, man, I don't want to rat anyone out. And now that thing broke, and I know who broke it, but I'm not a rat, I say. I'm not a rat, man. I don't rat anyone out. So now, because no one wants to say anything, we're going to have to take a little bit out of everyone's paycheck to put this back together. Oh, man, well, oh, why should I do that? I know who's the one that broke that. It's Cindy, Pastor Cindy. She's the one that broke that. It wasn't me. But are you with me? You, it's real convenient. It's a convenient lie. It's a lie because you don't want to deal with something, but it deals with you. And so what I want to talk about then is how do we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Now in court, it make, they 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 this is what's so weird they don't let you say so help me god but you have to put your hand on the bible what's that all about that's so weird so when i go i had to testify in court for somebody the other day and i was in court and they go raise your right hand and you know so I, and i've got my hand on the bible they go do you swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth i said so help me god they went like, oh, you know, he's a pastor, so help me God. He had to work that in. But I wanted them to know, you know what, I really want to tell the truth, and I'm willing to put God's name on it. See, we need to not be afraid to tell truth. And if we're going to be people that tell the truth, the first thing we need to understand is tell the truth completely. Don't be a partial truth giver. Because partial truth is also what? Half a lie. And a half a lie is a lie, right? Well, I only lied a little. Well, you still lied. By God, you're making such a big deal out of it. God, it's not that big a deal. It is. It's a lie. God says he wants the truth. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 10. He says, people who wink at wrong cause trouble. In other words, like, oh my gosh. But a bold reproof promotes peace. So we need to really be able to understand that. We need to tell the truth. Look what it says in Proverbs 28, verse 23. In the end, people appreciate honest criticism far more than flattery. Tell me the truth. Now see, some people call it constructive criticism. I call it constructive advice. Because I'm not saying it to criticize you. I'm speaking into your life to give you advice that's going to spring you forward, It's going to advance you to another level of living, It's going to advance you to another way of doing things, and you're going to grow from it. It might not be popular to hear what you're going to hear, but it's going to help you become a better person, a better man, a better woman, a better father, husband, mother, sister, whatever it might be, but you're going to grow because of it because you're going to tell the truth, and you're going to say completely the truth, and you're not going to say it ugly you're not going to say, hey, you're fat. And said, hey, you know what? I love you a lot. And I'm concerned about your weight. Want to make sure you live a long time. Just thought maybe you should think about that. Okay, thank you. Can I have another taco? You know, it's like, but, but all kidding aside, we've we got to make sure that we speak the truth. A, a second thing is tell the truth consistently. Look, Some of you know people that lie a lot. Not all the time, but a lot. So what what happens when they say something? Dude, did you hear? And they tell you a story, and it might be all spectacular. They might be like, and after they leave, you're going, you can't even believe half the things they say, (laughs) right? Thank God none of you have ever said that and know those kind of people, but I know some people like that. Because we're like that. Why are we like that? Why, why do we do those things? Just tell the truth all the time. Don't say, well, I you know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feeling. Well, don't do it to hurt their feeling. Do it to bring the truth forward and to speak what you need to speak. In the book of Ephesians, chapter four, verse 15, the apostle Paul says, Instead, again, every time he says instead, he's giving a solution. Instead, we speak the truth. But in love we say things in love we say it how we want to direct you and correct you it's not easy when you're going through any kind of of, of discipleship program a, a program where you're learning how to do a new job or you're learning a program because you're in a program of recovery or you're doing a program where you're learning and a, a, a higher skill in your job man they gotta. If they don't tell the truth, guess what? You're gonna learn the wrong way. You're gonna think it's fine. Well, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. They're messing up. Well, I didn't want to just. No. It says instead we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. So you need to be speaking the truth consistently. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 3, it says, Honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Man, so when you're dishonest, it just it, your life falls apart. And then you don't even know how to get out of it. And you're like, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm so dumb. Why did I do that? Why did I lie? I didn't even have to lie. But you're so used to lying. Well, I don't know. It's like, man, I went fishing. You should have seen the fish I caught. It was that big. It was that big. But you're like, hey, it went like that. Yeah, like that. But you want it to appear it's something bigger than it is. You want to appear to be something greater than it is. Just say the truth. Man, I lost seven pounds. No, you didn't. You lost four. Are you with me? It's, it's Why do you have to exaggerate it? Just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. But we always want to outdo each other. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 17, it says, an unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble. But a reliable me- uh, messenger brings healing. Isn't that the truth? Haven't you ever seen people that, man, they're lying so much, they're tripping over their own words? If you're going to be a liar, you better have a really good memory. Because, man, you're like, I didn't, did I say that? I didn't know I said that. Wow, I'm, look at that. Yeah, you said you were a college graduate. Me, nah, really? I didn't know I was that smart. Wow, yeah, I must be. I must be. If I said it, yeah, sure. Like, what's wrong with us? what's wrong with us? I've told you my story, I didn't, I never, I hated saying that I didn't know how to do something. So I was in a class in high school, and they were teaching us how to weld. And it was FFA, Future Farmers of America. And they were all a bunch of, we called them kickers. I don't know what they call cowboys today, but we called them kickers back in the day. And and so, so I was in that class, and I I was raising rabbits and but I had real long hair. They called me red freak and I was a what I, I and I so so I'm in the uh, and all these guys are cowboys. They're all short hair cowboys and wearing cowboy boots and they, they're they're future farmer with a jacket and I'm I'm all you know I, I was just cool, man. That was cool, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. But but I wanted to learn how to weld. But they were only teaching the cowboys. They were only teaching the ones they thought were, deserved it. So they're like, okay, we're going to, well, look, what you do is you get the negative lead and you you, you put it here on the metal. and, and But every time that we're going to strike it up, they say, okay, because I didn't have a shield or anything on. So they go, turn around, turn away, because if you look at it, it can mess your eyes up. So... I never got to see how they started, and I, I would still look a little bit, and, and I want to see how they were doing it. So all of a sudden, my cousin, he had a wrought iron window, a wrought iron company, and they made wrought iron windows, wrought iron doors. And, and I was 13 years old, and, and, uh, and, and I go, hey, man, can I have a summer job? And he gave me a summer job, and he goes, hey, do you know how to weld? And I go, oh, yeah, of course I know how to weld. It was a lie. I didn't know how to weld. I had seen them weld, and I hadn't even seen it all the way how they welded. So he goes, hey, well, look, I, I got to take care of some stuff. And he gave me a piece of metal, and, and he goes, hey, run a couple of beads on this piece of metal, and I'll come back in a little while. So I get, I get the gloves on from the guy that's working there, and, and I put the leather gloves on, and I get the, the mask on, and and, and I, I put the rod in there, and I put the negative cord and I go, oh, man, I don't have any matches. So if, if you don't know about welding, once you have the negative lead and you have the positive, you put a welding rod on there, and the minute you touch the metal, it starts welding because it makes a connection, one complete connection of electricity from this one to that one, and it's through the rod, so you're welding. But I did not know that. Because I never got to see how they started the welding. Because I lied. But I'm cool, isn't it? I know how to weld. So the dude that's working there, his name was Pete. And I go, hey, Pete, you got any matches? And he goes, yeah. Because I'm thinking it's like a sparkler. You're going to light it like a sparkler. So, so he only had three matches in the book of matches. So I'm holding it and holding it and waiting and waiting and it, it wouldn't light, man. The match went all the way to the glove and so three times I did it I go, oh, man. So now I'm all mad and I go, oh, and I went like that and when I hit the metal, I go, oh, cool. That's how you do it. Right on. I know how to weld. Of course I do. Put down my mask and, and I put, started welding and, and if you don't know, it, it's for those of you that have welded, You're gonna understand this because I didn't know how to weld, so the the rod got stuck, and then I had to go like that and finally get it off, and and I I welded, and instead of and you're supposed to weld, you leave like a straight little line beaded, and you kind of go rotation like this, so it it, it really comes out really beautiful. Not mine, it was (laughs) and so my cousin comes in and he goes like you could tell he's going like, "What this idiot doesn't know how to weld. And he just went, wow. Wow, Tony, um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to start you off on the grinder. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I was found out, but I wanted to lie because I wanted to make sure I looked good. And after that, he was like, I wonder if I could trust this guy all the time. Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. The the third thing we need to do is tell the truth lovingly. Say it with love and care. Say it with concern because you want to help that person. You want to speak into their life. You want to advance them and raise them up to another level of living to really take them higher than what they are. We read it a little earlier, but in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, instead we speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So if you want to be more like Jesus, Jesus spoke the truth. And he even said to us, the truth will set you free. He says, speak the truth. The truth is going to set you free. We don't get that all the time. We don't understand that. We, we just think that, well, you know what? I can fake it. I can, I, can, I can just say it like I want to say it instead, and it's okay. No, it's not okay. You're making a fool out of yourself and of God. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, the apostle Paul says, don't use foul or abusive language that everything that you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So I want you to really be able to help people, be helpful, build others up, to really speak life. So be truthful. But do it lovingly, caring. Have you ever had to tell someone, man, man, I don't even know how to tell you this, but you're fired. Some people do it, you're fired. And it's no fun releasing somebody, but releasing someone might be a life changing moment in their life that they're going to learn and realize, man, that was the best thing that ever happened in my life. Because you know what? You spoke truth into my life. And I learned from that and I grew from that. And I bring you the last thing I want to say is that tell the truth tactfully. Not just lovingly, but tactfully. Use the right words to say it. Don't just say it in a way that's destructive. Ah, oh, don't tell me you're that stupid all the time. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on, sometimes we say foolish things, don't we? Sometimes we mess up. But Say it in a nice way. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, says some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise Bring healing. Bring healing. That's why I've said many times that hurt people hurt people. And that's why Pastor Chris said, wait, if hurt people hurt people, well, you know what? We're healed people now, so healed people heal people. And this is what it's saying right there. We need to bring that healing, we need to bring that restoration. We need to bring, because the wise bring healing. We say it in a way that they receive it and they grow from it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 23, it says, from a wise mind comes wise speech. You hear that? From a wise mind comes wise speech. But the words the words of the wise are persuasive. And in other words, they'll really help you. When you are around someone that's smarter than you and knows, has experience, and they speak, you're going, oh my goodness, that was awesome. That was heavy duty. There's times people will call and say, hey pastor, can you talk to my wife or talk to my husband, talk to my son or daughter, talk to her, talk to her, because you know what, you have a way of saying things, and I go, well, I don't know if I do, but here I go. And they go, no, you were able to persuade them to make the right decision. I wasn't trying to manipulate them. I wasn't trying to, but I was trying to speak life and not death. Hope and not despair. Promise and not brokenness. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 6, it says, for there is a time and a way for everything, even when a person is in trouble. So man, there's times we find ourselves in a mess, but you can really minister to them. You could help them. You could really help them grow to another level and help them get to another place. Our words are powerful. Our words either speak life or death. There's life or death in the tongue. Whoever said, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm me, they were liars. Or they were deaf. Words will kill you. Look, I don't advocate beating on anyone. No man or no woman should beat each other, or you should not lay hands on people. But Let me tell you something. Bruises kill quicker than the cutting of words. Because at the end of the day, when your head hits that pillow, oh, my gosh, the devil records everything, and he plays the tape recorder, and he goes, can you believe your wife said this about you? Can you believe your husband said that? Can you believe your son or daughter said that? Can you believe your best friend, your boss, your said that? And, man, it drives you nuts, and then you're like, oh, man, I can't believe they said that. And your husband's all happy, and he leans over, don't touch me. And your wife, your wife leans over and she touches her foot on your foot. And you're like, ugh, get your foot off of me. They're like, what's that all about? It's because you're just playing that over and over and over and over and over. Because words are cutting. Some of your children, you've said some things that hurt them. Look, like someone wrote me a while back and they said, man, do you understand how much you've hurt me with your words? And I go, wow. I, I, I've never intended to hurt you. I go, what did I say? I'm not going to tell you. Well, I wish you would tell me. If you tell me, then I can make sure I don't say it to anyone else. And I can say, wait, I didn't say that. or I, You know, I, I, I think I did say that, but I, I meant it to come out like this, not like that. But they didn't even give me an opportunity to, to find out what I did wrong. So I said, what if I, I'm doing it over and over and over, and I'm, I'm hurting people all over the place? That's why it's important to tell someone but do it tactfully because I'm not perfect. I'm sure I've hurt people before without wanting to intending to. It's like I'm sure you have because sometimes we're not tactful. And the real problem, let me tell you what the real problem is. It's a problem of the heart. The heart is very deceitful. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter twelve, verse thirty-four: "You brought of snakes. How evil! How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say." In other words, Jesus is saying, "Don't you get it? What comes out of the mouth is in the heart, and that's why sometimes." not everything that comes out of the mouth is really in the heart as far as how it came out. But it's in the heart because we're hurt. It's Like when you get mad at somebody, all of a sudden, maybe they said something hurtful to you and you ran out of stuff to say, so you just, well, guess what? You're stupid. Because you want to just say something to get even. Or you know how to, say the right word that it's going to knock them down. So you throw either the past in their face or you take a cheap shot at them. And you know what? All that does is cause more damage and more pain, but what comes out of the mouth must be in the heart. You know, what was in the heart is you wanted to get even. But the words that you used are now going to haunt you because those words cut deep. And God is saying, don't you get it? I love you. Don't you get it? I want you to grow. Don't you get it? I want you to get strong. Don't you get it? I want you to experience healing and wholeness. Don't you get it? I want you to really be able to get it and understand that whatever comes out of your mouth, it's going to impact someone in a positive or a negative way, and I want you to grow from it, and I want you to get stronger from it, and I want you to find healing from it, and I want you to be able to just rise up to the top because of it, So I want to speak life and not death. And so some of us have hurt people without intending to. And some of us have hurt people because we're just cruel and we wanted to. Some of us have have done some things because we weren't tactful. We weren't loving. We weren't caring in the way we communicated it. We haven't been consistent, so they don't even know how to take us. We don't tell the truth completely all the time, so they don't even know which way to take it. Some of us joke around so much that sometimes they don't, okay, are you telling the truth? Are you joking or what are you doing? But today, I believe that the Holy Spirit's been ministering to us and he's bringing us to that point where now we have to make a decision because he's been saying to us, you know... You really exaggerate the truth, or you really add on, or you really make it worse than what it is, or you make it better than what it is, and God is saying, I want you to speak truth, and I really pray that you have that relationship with God, where you can feel his conviction, and the way you get that relationship with God is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. And if you've never done that, I hope that you would do that. Because tonight is your night when God is speaking to you to welcome you into his family. So is there anyone here that's never received Christ and you want to do that tonight? Just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, that's me. I want to pray to receive Christ. Anyone here? Well, Then what I want to do is I want us to pray to really make our life right. That we be men and women of truth his truth that it comes out of our mouth his truth lived out in our heart his truth lived out in our testimony so as you stand the song is so powerful it's so incredibly wonderful so as you would you stand with us and sing this song out but if you want prayer and you want to just come before god and say God, I really need to step up and I need to make some things right that I've said in the past that were wrong and I need to really be a man of truth, a woman of truth. I want to be able to be a man that speaks words of life and not death, a woman that speaks words of life and not death and to really encourage one another. Whatever you might want to pray about, make your way up. We have prayer people that will pray with you Let's just cry out to God, would you?
0: All my words fall short. I've gone Yeah. To...
5: lord father we thank you we thank you thank you thank you because lord you have been so incredibly wonderful to us and lord you really are so truthful you said and the truth will set you free and you said father god that you are the way you are the truth and you are the life and no one comes to the father except through you so god we're coming to you asking that lord you fill us with your power you help correct our wicked tongue and our wicked mind and our wicked life to align itself to bring glory to you and that our testimony would be a people that speak like jesus christ did i pray blessing over everyone in this room and everyone watching online We thank you and pray in Christ's glorious name and God's people shout out amen. Amen. Hey, church, we love you. We'll see you on Sunday. God bless you. Don't forget food distribution this Friday.